Did you know that in Christ you have an indestructible life? That's fantastic news all the time, but it's especially encouraging when life gets hard or feels uncertain. Don't give up. Satan can't have you, the world can't overcome you, and the challenges you face can't stop you. In Christ, you're indestructible. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Indestructible Life, a podcast where women discover the life Jesus is and treasure the life God's Word gives. I'm Emily Wickham, a wife and mom, also an author and speaker, but most importantly, I'm a woman loved by God, just like you. So it's great to be back with you, and today I'm going to be talking about the topic of hospitality. And I have to be honest with you and just share that I've kind of been procrastinating sharing this episode because I don't feel like I'm very good at hospitality. I feel like I need to do it more often, and it's just an extra responsibility I need to take care of in my life. And, you know, maybe you feel the same way. I don't know, but I am certain God is going to encourage us about this practice in our lives. He's going to teach us through his word what hospitality is, and he's going to equip us and strengthen us. And like I said, encourage us about this wonderful practice because it is so vital in the Christian life. So before I get into God's word, I want to say a prayer. So please pray with me. Father in heaven, I thank you for this opportunity to learn more about hospitality and your heart for hospitality and what you desire us to do in this area. So I pray that we would have open hearts and hearts ready to obey. And Lord, just give us joy as we learn about hospitality. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to share a quote by Jen Wilkin, who is a Bible study teacher and author. And I thought this was such a valuable insight about hospitality. Jen Wilkin said, and I quote, Hospitality values FaceTime over perfection. It is others-focused, a means by which we imitate our infinitely hospitable God, end quote. I love that. I think it's so accurate and helpful to understand hospitality is different from entertainment And, you know, when we're hospitable, we are just showing God's love to another person. Another thing I find interesting is the definition of hospitality, according to the Greek language, because the Greek word for hospitality means love to strangers. And I did not expect it to mean this when I looked it up, because 
you know, I think about hospitality as something we do for our friends or our family or, you know, those we're close to. And while it is something we certainly want to do and should do for our loved ones, it is at the core of its meaning, this love to strangers. And so how do we implement that in the days we're living? Because, you know, it makes me just smile to think about if I start stopping by the side of the road and picking up strangers and bringing them home to have dinner, I know that my husband would not be happy about that. He would be very concerned about my safety. So how do we practice this in our lives today? I'd like to read 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16 to get us started. And just by way of a little bit of background, this is a passage that involves the prophet Elijah. And so as we begin the passage, God is, is, is making a statement to him. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go, do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first, and bring it out to me, and afterward you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. There are so many things we can learn from this passage. And first, I want to point out how hospitality is an act of faith. Because as we look at this widow of Zarephath and her interaction with Elijah, we we find out that early in the conversation, first of all, I want to point out She was a stranger and Elijah was a stranger to her. So their experience in this passage fits the definition of hospitality. This was a love to a stranger. So Elijah reaches out to this woman. He sees her and he uh, talks to her and he asks her for a drink of water. And she doesn't really say anything. She just starts on her way to go get this water. And as she's in the process of going... Elijah says he also wants a piece of bread. And it's at that point where this widow says to him, well, 
I basically don't have much of anything and I'm getting ready to make a cake of bread for my son and myself and after we eat it, I'm prepared to die. And ladies, let's just think about what she has said right here because it is very depressing. It's very sad. It is just so bleak and yet she doesn't have any qualms about telling Elijah about her situation. But what really gets me is the fact Elijah doesn't rescind his request. He doesn't say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Just never mind. Just please take care of you and your son. Don't, you know, just forget that I asked you for anything. He doesn't do that. He says, oh, well, Please get me a piece of bread. And then after you do that, you can, you know, prepare your bread for you and your son. And I, I think that's amazing. So the, the directness of their conversation is astounding. But like I said, this woman follows through. She responds to Elijah's request for bread. She doesn't argue. She doesn't uh, just carry on with a song and dance about how uh, deprived she is of just basic necessities. She said her piece. He continued with his request. And so she just carried on to go make this bread. And, and that's where I see hospitality is an act of faith. And, and God chose this widow. He knew she was in dire circumstances. He knew that she had so little. But I believe God chose her to be an example for us of this tremendous faith. She made a reference to the God of Elijah. I think she knew who this prophet was, or she was at least aware that he was a prophet of God. And so she responded in faith and she followed through with Elijah's request. And it's incredible to me. And how much more should we in our day and time reading this account, knowing our awesome God, having a relationship with God through faith in Christ, how much more should we respond to this call on each of us to be hospitable? We should respond in faith. If this widow of Zarephath could follow through in faith and prepare this bread and, and bring this bread to Elijah, we should too. She's such a beautiful example to each one of us. And I don't want us to take her story lightly because it took incredible faith for her to be hospitable to Elijah. And her story should really be a reminder to us of how our awesome God provides for our needs. And that when he leads us to show hospitality, maybe on the spur of the moment, let's be obedient. It's hard. I, I will be honest again and tell you, I feel like there are so many times in my life where the Holy Spirit has led me to to speak to someone to share the gospel so it, it's not really an instance of of being hospitable but 
just go with me down this this little rabbit trail for a moment. The, the Holy Spirit has oftentimes led me to share the gospel with a stranger, and I don't. And I'm ashamed to say that. I'm ashamed to share that with you. But I keep asking the Lord for boldness to help me so that when he, he puts it on my heart the next time, I will be obedient. So whether it's sharing the gospel with a stranger or showing hospitality to a stranger, maybe it's a stranger at church. And that in a way is not so scary. (laughs) But, you know, whatever it is, let's be obedient because God knows what is best. He provides for our needs. So even if we don't have much to offer, let's just offer what we have. God is going to take care of us. You know, that reminds me of a verse in the Psalms my dad often quotes to me, and I believe it's the words of King David, where he says something along the lines, I have been young and I have been old, but I have never seen the righteous begging bread. Let's remember that and let's be hospitable in faith. Let's be like this widow of Zarephath and share what we have and trust God for the future. Okay, I do have another portion of scripture I'd like to read. So I'm going to go now to the New Testament, to the book of Luke, chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verses 38 through 39 read, And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they made request of him on her behalf. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her, and she immediately arose and waited on them. Well, there are some fascinating details we can pick up just from these couple of verses, but I want to let you know earlier in Luke 4, a reference is made to the widow of Zarephath and Elijah the prophet and that uh, situation that occurred where she provided bread for him and she was hospitable. I just thought that was so amazing how God... Uh, brought these passages together when I had already had these verses, these passages in conjunction, and I did not realize that Elijah and the widow of Zarephath were mentioned earlier in Luke 4. So that's just a God thing. I think that's so special. So let me move on now to talk about these verses 38 and 39. We see Jesus here, and he is uh, in Simon Peter's home and Simon Peter's mother-in-law is sick with a pretty heavy duty fever. Like it has her down and out. It's not one of those fevers where you can just kind of keep going and you feel rotten, but you just keep doing what you need to do. She was out and she was to the point where they asked Jesus to deal with this fever on her behalf. And so that's exactly what he does. He rebukes the fever and it leaves this woman. And we are told immediately she got up and began waiting on Jesus and the others. And I think that is really intriguing because, you know, I don't know about you, but if I have a fever and I'm in bed and I'm sick and then I get better, I 
don't think my first intention would be to get up and start showing hospitality to the people in my home. Of course, I would be extremely grateful for Jesus's healing touch, but just knowing myself, I just don't think I would be ready to to open the refrigerator and the cupboards and just start putting together a meal and serving everybody. So I, I need God to keep working on me <laughs> to get me to that place. And uh, like I said, maybe you can relate to this, but we can look at Peter's mother-in-law and, and we can learn from her because that is exactly what she did. She gets up and she starts serving. What a beautiful example. She had a servant's heart. She was ready to give She was ready to serve. She was ready to show hospitality. And I love that because it's something I desire in my heart. And maybe you do too. That that I would be ready at a moment's notice to show God's love to others by offering what I have by way of, of food or comfort or, you know, just an inviting atmosphere. And remember what I read at the outset, this um, comment by Jen Wilkin, hospitality is different from entertainment. Peter's mother-in-law was not worried. Uh, You know, from, from everything we read in scripture here, we don't have any indication she was worried about how clean the house was or how put together everything was or whether, you know, there were certain floral arrangements on the table or, you know, candles burning or anything like that. She was concerned about the people. She took care of the people. And let's just drill down and take that lesson from these two verses. Let's care about the people just like Simon Peter's mother-in-law. That's what hospitality is. It's caring about the people and showing love to the people God brings our way. You know, I heard a really perfect story just a few days ago. A dear friend was telling me about a time when she visited a new church and after the service, Uh, she and her husband met, I think it was another couple, and they talked a little bit, you know, introduced themselves and and chatted a little bit. But then the woman uh, that, that my friend and her husband had just met, she said, well, would you all like to come over for lunch today? And so my friend and her husband accepted the invitation and they went over and What stood out to me as my friend was sharing this story with me is they get back to the house and and the lady that had invited them, she didn't even have anything like already prepared. It's not like she had anticipated inviting people home from church or anything. She just just pulled things out of the refrigerator and and she just pulled some lettuce out and she said to my friend, well, do you want to help me, you know, chop this or whatever? So my friend, of course, was like, well, sure. And so they just started making this big salad together. I think they ended up putting some lunch meats in the salad, or I don't know if it was lunch meat, maybe it was just ham or turkey or some some kind of protein in the salad. And, and the four of them sat down and enjoyed this beautiful salad together that my friend had helped her hostess prepare. 
And I thought, this is just a fabulous example of hospitality because once again, we see someone who was not like worked up about how clean her house was or, you know, even exactly what kind of food she was going to prepare. I'm sure she thought about it on the way back to the house, but she didn't even stop at the store. No, she just brought these new people home to her house and together with my friend, they made this salad and then they enjoyed it. And that's the end. And what a great testimony for all of us because, you know, this goes along so well with what Peter's mother-in-law did. Because, you know, they just, these two women, this woman from the Bible and this woman from our present day, they took what they had and they prepared a meal and they took care of the people. They cared about the people. So I hope that's an encouraging story to you. And uh, both of these, the the Bible story and the real life story. Well, both of them are real life stories, but I think you know what I mean. (laughs) So I'm going to start closing this message out now with a couple more verses in, well, actually, I think it's a few verses in the book of Romans. So it's Romans 12 verses 10 through 13. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. So I just want to close out our discussion about hospitality with this passage because what I want to point out is this is God's instruction here to his people. This is his instruction to the church, to the individual members of the body of Christ. He's telling God's people all these different things about interacting with each other. And this passage ends right here in verse 13 or at least this section of scripture, with the instruction to practice hospitality. So I want to emphasize, this is God's calling for each of us. It's not like he's saying, practice hospitality if you feel like your house is clean, or practice hospitality if you're a fantastic cook. Practice hospitality if you feel like it. He doesn't say any of those things. God is just telling us to practice hospitality. And so it's a matter of obedience. We have seen in the first portion of scripture in 1 Kings how hospitality is an act of faith. And then in the section in Luke chapter 4, we saw how hospitality is a response to God's action in our lives, how we saw how Jesus healed this woman. And so her response was to show hospitality. And now in Romans, we see hospitality is an act of obedience. So that's what I want to leave us with today. And I don't want to make anybody feel burdened or, 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 
or just encumbered like, oh no, there's something else I need to do in my Christian life. I better write it down. I better, you know, call these people up and schedule times to show hospitality. I don't want you to feel like that. I don't want to feel like that. And I don't think God wants us to feel like that. I want to communicate how hospitality is an act of the heart. And when we show hospitality from the heart, it makes an impact on other people's hearts. Because listen, ladies, when we show love to strangers by showing hospitality, and when we take care of one another in the body of Christ by showing hospitality, it makes a difference in the heart. Think about the times you have spent with someone who has shown you hospitality and what an impact that made on your heart. That's what we want to do. We want to impact other people's hearts for the Lord Jesus Christ. And one way we can do that is by showing hospitality. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It truly has been a joy to share with you. And I just praise the Lord for that because he took my procrastinating heart and he filled it with joy. He gave me a message about hospitality to share with you. And so I trust he's going to use it in your life and in my life exactly how he desires. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so awesome and we worship you because you are a God of hospitality. You welcome us into your presence every single time in the name of your son, the Lord Jesus. And so I pray you would give us hospitable hearts so we can be a better reflection of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Like I said, thank you once again for joining me on this episode of Indestructible Life. And if you are blessed by this podcast, please follow it. Please share it with your friends. And until next time, this is Emily Wickham with Indestructible Life.